Good evening. Uh, Welcome to the Castro Files. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hi, honey. Hi. How are you? I'm great. You doing awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Got a good story. We're well, back. I got it's part two. Part two of the story from last week. Okay. So it's really cool. So last week's. So last week, I, the, um, if you recall, it was a story uh, we introduced you to called the What If Man. Yep. Um, a man named Dave is trying to find some sort of challenge. So he's tried. All of the ones that we've all heard about, Bloody and none Mary of the Bloody Mary, you know, all those things, creepy. and none of them have come to fruition. Um, so he's really looking for something um, that people say is, you know, can confirm is true. Right. So he meets a man named Enon online who tells him about the what if man and how to get the what if man. And he gets the what and if man. And he gets man. the what if man and he goes through, if you haven't seen it, stop. Watch that one first, then come back yeah, to this absolutely. one. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because this is the prequel. This is so the... this is the prequel um, called um, The Lost Tapes of the What If Man. Again, from the creepypasta book Stories Told at Night by Joshua Lee. Cool. Before we get into that, yeah. go out, oh. like, subscribe to The Castro Files. I had already done that. No, Sorry. I hadn't done it. I go out, like, gun. subscribe to The Castro Files. I know it's a good story. That's why you want to jump into it. Like, subscribe out there. Like I said, The Castro Files on youtube hit the thumbs up if you like it share it for yes. sure definitely share the show and if you're on audio you're listening on itunes spotify any of the other places give us a little review there rating yep. if you don't mind just hit the button it's going to be out under the bar is open with beth and greg that's yes. where you post all of these so pictures from the stories any of the stories we do end up on or we push them out to the castro files instagram so go yes. go go subscribe to that too so with that let's jump into what was the name title of the, uh, the lost tape of the what if man all right I'm excited about this because the good. first one was creepy. Yeah, the first one was good. All right, let's do this. This kind of gives you a little insight, which is also kind of cool. Okay. So, in two and a half minutes, my entire life changed. It was during August of 2017 when the United States experienced a total solar eclipse from Oregon to South Carolina, and certain states would be able to see the totality at different times. I live on the line between Wyoming and Nebraska in a small town of about 2,000 people, and we were told that exactly at noon, the moon would move totally in front of the sun. Not a lot happens in my town, so the locals decided to celebrate and throw a small festival at the only park we have. The schools were let out for the festival and local shops set up displays. It was actually a big deal that the whole town was so involved. We didn't have our own news we didn't have our own news station or anything like that, but I knew immediately that I wanted to film the event and put it online. Maybe get some recognition around town, just something to get my name out there. Some of my friends had contacted me about getting together and hanging out during the totality. I told them that I would be filming the eclipse but would hang out with them as I could. I had a rather nice video camera and tripod that I used to film various sports events for the schools, so I knew my way around a camera. I had graduated last year, but hadn't quite figured out what I wanted to do, so I stayed with my parents. They didn't mind, and I was glad to still be with what friends had stayed behind after graduation. On the morning of the 21st, I grabbed my camera bag and spare batteries and arrived at the park early, about 10 a.m. Shopkeepers had already set up their vending stations, a small stage had been erected for a local band, and grills were being prepared for the generic hot dogs and hamburgers that would be served. The park had a large shade structure at its center filled with picnic tables, a playground area besides it, and a building that housed the bathrooms. Another building that was for the general offices used to sell concessions. I decided to set my bag in the office as I knew who would be working and would keep an eye on the bag while I made my rounds. 
I filmed a little bit of each vending station. They almost all recognized me and commented on my nice camera. I filmed them setting up and preparing their stands or displays. Everyone was so cheerful and excited to be celebrating something that wasn't just another high school football game. It really was a nice day, not a cloud in the sky, and the sun shining brightly. The air was cool for this time of year. By 11 a.m., people had started showing up. The surrounding parking areas were filling up fast. Fast. Parents pushed their children on the swing set. Baseballs were thrown, and a small group of children had begun playing tag. I filmed all of it. It would make great B-roll or backup video for any future project relating to the town. At 11.30, the mayor made a short speech about how, although the eclipse of this magnitude hadn't happened in 99 years, we hopefully would come together as a town for another festival before that next one. Uh, the crowd laughed and cheered happily. The band played and everyone seemed to be thoroughly enjoying themselves. At 11.45 a.m., I went ahead and swapped batteries just to make sure that nothing would interrupt my filming of the total eclipse. As I swapped out batteries, my friend Jason, who was working the concessions, asked me a very strange question. He enon, have you seen that man by the woods? He asked me while I was zipping up the camera bag and setting it back against the wall. No, what man? I asked back. Jason was hanging out, was handing out sodas and water bottles while he talked to me. There was a guy earlier just standing right at the tree line looking at the festival. I didn't recognize him and nobody in line could tell me who he was. Figured maybe you caught him on camera or something in case he turned out to be a creeper, Jason explained. Mm -hmm. I peered outside of the office and turned towards the tree line that sat opposite the parking lot. I didn't see anyone. I'll keep an eye out for him, I told him, but I've got to go. It's going to happen soon. I walked with my camera to an open grassy area I had predetermined to be my spot. The mayor had now silenced the ban and was directing people on how to use their special eclipse sunglasses that the town had provided. I set my tripod up and aimed as best as I could at the sun. I could already see the moon creeping slowly across the sun. I obviously didn't look directly at the sun myself. I zoomed in, set the camera, and waited. Slowly, the bright daylight started to dim. The townspeople around me grew quiet in anticipation as the sun became more and more covered. I checked the time on my phone. It was 11.59. In just a moment, it would, total, it would reach total totality. I looked around and could see everyone peering straight up towards the sky, their eyes covered by sunglasses. Silence. Not even a bird. It was as everyone and everything was holding its breath. I checked my phone again to be sure. It was now exactly noon. I looked up at the sun. A black sphere had replaced the burning star. Light shone around it and made the total blackness look like a perfectly cellular hole had been made, uh, had been punched through the sky. It was amazing. I looked through the camera viewfinder to make sure it looked decent. It was beautiful. I looked back around, curious as to why it was so silent. The view was breathtaking, sure, but nothing. Not even children laughing or dogs barking. When I looked around me, I knew why it was so quiet. They were all gone, all of them. Every smiling person just gone, empty. Their displays swayed in the wind and leaves rustled in the trees. Smoke rose from the unattended grills, but not a single person was in the park with me. My stomach dropped and my anxiety exploded. I mean, where had they gone? How could I have not seen or heard them leave? My mind raced at the possibilities, but none of them made any sense on how an entire town could disappear in a single minute. I, sma I snatched my camera off the tripod and called out, hello, Jason? anyone i waited listening as hard as i could for any sound at all nothing no children playing in the woods or parents talking in the parking lot they were just gone 
I turned back towards the concession. I mean, surely, even if somehow everyone had got past me, if somehow everyone had decided to play a prank, they wouldn't leave the concession money unattended. I opened the door and stepped halfway inside, one foot in and one foot out. As I made a step to, fully, to come fully inside, I saw him, the man at the edge of the woods, looking at me. I could barely see him because the clips had made it like dusk outside. The mood had frozen in the sky and continued to block the sun. I stepped out of the concession stand and went towards the man, calling to him as I as I walked. Yeah, so it can happen at noon also. Well, hold on. Because <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be at night. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock 12 o'clock, right? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Um, sir, sir, can you tell me where everyone went? He didn't reply. He just looked at me. I was closing the gap quickly, my heart pounding. I was freaking out, and rightfully so, because the only person left in the park was the strange pan, strange man that nobody earlier had known. I stopped just a few feet in front of the man. Without adjusting his head, his eyes locked onto me. I didn't recognize him at all. He wasn't anyone I'd ever seen around town. He was middle-aged, maybe 30 or 40, wearing very nice, normal attire. Everything about him looked like he belonged here at the festival, but he did not feel the way he looked, and as I stood closer to him, I felt unsure of myself. I felt confused, and I felt the very air around this man was pushing me away. This man truly did not belong here. Sir? Hello? I asked nervously. This time he spoke. He spoke, and it felt wrong. It felt weird, as if speaking was new to him or something. The what-if man has chosen you, he said, his voice very normal, yet was strange. His words seemed to come out at different times than his mouth moved, like watching an old movie with a soundtrack turned uh, a soundtrack off. The what? The man? If ma the what? If man? Who the hell is that? I asked. He said, "He has come back. You will show others how to summon him, and in return, he will grant you answers." The man explained, still looking at me with his eyes. His face never moved. At this point, I was more confused than I had ever been in my life. I looked at, around again. The park was still empty and dark from the eclipse, and it was quiet, so quiet. Answers to what, I asked the man. Anything, he replied, with his oddly moving mouth. What if I say no, I asked. The man smiled at my question. For the first time, he turned his face towards me completely. What if, he said. He then pointed at, up at the covered sun. I followed his pointing finger and looked up at the eclipse. My vision went black like something had covered my eyes. I panicked and swung my arms upward to remove whatever had covered my eyes. The sound of the park exploded back into my ears. I staggered and blinked several times, bumping into something. I heard whatever it was fall to the ground. I felt dizzy and my eyes hurt a little. I looked around. My camera was on the tripod again, laying on the ground. It must have been what I knocked over. The townspeople were winding down a cheer and oblivious to me as I spun around, swinging my arms to remove what had covered my face. I saw my friend Amy standing with her hands in front of her. Whoa, relax. I was just messing with you. All I did was cover your eyes. Calm down. You better hope you didn't break your camera, she said defensively. You covered my eyes? What? She asked, confused. Yeah, you were staring at the eclipse way too long. You know you can still get eye damage even if it's partially covered, she explained. I went to my camera and removed it from the tripod. I set it back. I set it to play back and pressed play. What are you doing? Amy asked. Hang on. Something just happened. Everyone was gone and I stopped and looked at her and she was eyeing me suspiciously. Never mind. I just need to check something. 
I fast forwarded the video to the time of the eclipse, then played it normally. I watched again as the moon crawled across the sky, it centered on the sun, the total eclipse then, nothing. I just watched the eclipse finish its glorious moment until the moon passed over entirely and the camera spun and fell to the ground when I knocked it over. So his camera recorded regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it just got like, I'm just thinking through it, yeah. Yeah. So he said, I brushed past Amy and went towards the tree line where I had seen the man. Nobody was there. I then went to the concession stand to see Jason. He was leaning against the counter lazily. Jason, did you see that man again? The man by the trees? I asked. Jason looked up straight and leaned over the counter towards the tree line. I didn't see anyone. What are you talking about? The man. The man you said you saw. I explained quickly. I haven't seen anyone by the trees. Are you all right? You look freaked out, oh, Jason shit. said. Without responding, I put my camera in the bag and left the park. I need you to get away from this place. Yeah. When I got home, the house was empty, which meant my parents were still at the festival, which was fine because I still felt sick and confused. I went quickly into my room and plugged my camera into my computer. It popped up. A pop-up appeared. It read, would you like to upload four videos to my computer? Four videos? I thought for a moment. It should only have two before and after I swapped out the batteries. As I hadn't as I hadn't started and stopped recording at every station, both videos should have just been one long cut. I clicked yes and eagerly watched the upload bar as it slowly progressed. When it finally finished, I went to the video folder and checked the contents. Two of the videos had generic titles such as video one and video two. The other two videos had real titles as if they'd already been edited and formatted. The first one was titled, He Summoned the What If Man, and the What If is scratched out. Oh, shit. <clears throat> the second one was plainly titled, What If, underlined. What was odd as seeing these, I'm sorry, what was as odd as seeing of these videos, try that again. What was as odd as seeing these videos present is that I knew enough about the camera to know that it was impossible to un underline or add strike throughs to title in the camera, yet here they were. I started the first video. The camera was showing a doorway. I recognized the doorway, but I couldn't quite place it. I was sure I had seen it somewhere before. The camera stepped back and a hand ushered towards the door. Jason stepped into view. Like this, he asked. Yes, one foot on each side. Try to be as centered as possible, said the voice from behind the camera. I recognized the voice immediately because it was mine. Jason stood halfway inside the door that led to, into his house. That's where I knew the door from. I leaned forward curiously, watching the video play. Now what, Jason asked. Now wait just a minute. You need to have one foot on each side at midnight. It's used to be when the moon, it used to be when the moon was in the highest in the night, but now it's just midnight, I explained. I waited, unsure what could possibly happen next. After a while, the me in the video spoke again. All right. It's midnight. Now step out here and there you go, I instructed. Now what, he asked. Now we walk until we see someone. Then remember to speak very clearly and ask the first person we see, are you him? And if he asks, what if I am? Then it worked and you can ask as many questions as you want to. I watched as the me in the video and Jason walked down the street. We didn't talk or anything. We just moved quickly. I could see him looking up and down the road as we walked. Finally, a shape began walking towards us. Is that him? Jason asked nervously. It could be, was all I replied. The figure was close enough now. It was a very young looking man wearing a sports jacket and blue jeans. He didn't seem to notice us at all. Jason looked towards the camera. I could hear myself urge him. Ask him, I whispered. 
Jason blurted out, are you him? Then he looked at the camera, his face a mixture of uncertainty and curiosity. The young man stopped walking and turned to face Jason. What if I am, he said. Jason's jaw dropped and he stepped back. You're messing with me. You know this guy. Did you pay him or something? No, I don't know him, I swear, I replied calmly. Who are you, Jason asked him. The man merely looked at Jason. What are you doing out here, Jason asked, and he looked back at the camera, shrugged, looking at the man again. What if I asked you what you were doing here? The man answered, I would tell you, I am answering your questions. And what if I wanted to know the winning lottery numbers, Jason smirked. I would say six, seven, 16, 23, 26, and four. The man answered again. Jason looked at the camera eagerly. Enon, write that down, save that, whatever you gotta do, he said jokingly before turning back to the what if man. He thought for a moment, then asked. Okay, here's one. What if I asked you to show me what I would need to do to start an amazing profitable company? This time, the what if man reached up and pressed his hands to Jason's forehead. As he did, he replied, I would show you this. Jason stepped back as if the man's hand was electric. What did you do? How did you do that? Jason asked, looked towards the camera. Did you see that? No, I replied simply. I saw it all, everything. It was so real. He's, he's real. The video was 10 minutes long and I watched as Jason asked a dozen of questions. Oh, I no. checked the time rem remaining. It was about two minutes left. At this point, Jason was spending more time thinking of deeper questions to ask the what if man. Finally, he snapped his fingers as if solving a riddle. What if you were to tell me what's the downside to knowing all of this? He asked strategically. The what if man held a finger to touch his head, then hesitated as if thinking better of it. He dropped his hand and answered instead. I would tell you that everything comes with a price and I take more from some than others. You all have limits. And this, in time, this can start over, but for you, the downside is severe. Everything I told you is for nothing. Jason stared blankly at the what if man. He looked afraid of him now. What does that mean? He asked in a low voice, no reply. Wait, what does that mean? What if I told, what, what if you told me what you mean? This time, the what if man did touch Jason's forehead. Look, I'm getting goosebumps again already. I would show you this, he said. Jason fell to the ground. He looked stunned. His eyes were wide and full of fear. Whatever he had seen had hurt him deeply. The what if man merely looked at him. No emotion, no empathy. Thank him, I instructed. Jason looked at me, then to the what if man. He didn't say anything. He looked like he was going to be sick. Thank him, Jason, I said again, my voice stronger. Th thank you, he whispered. The what if man sm smiled slowly and held up his hand, holding up his pointer finger. Jason and I turned away from the man. The camera focused on Jason as he lifted up the front of his shirt and placed it, placed a bit of it in his mouth. He began to chew on it nervously while staring at the ground. The video ended. What did he put in his mouth? I'm sorry. His shirt. Like he grabbed his shirt and started oh, chewing sorry, on no, the bottom okay, of his shirt. Sorry, yeah. I was like... <clears throat> The video ended. I took a deep breath. Unsure. He asked a lot of questions. I took a deep. Well, yeah. But did you? Okay, hold on. Okay. I took a deep <laughs> breath. Unsure and a little afraid of everything I had just seen. I pressed play on the second video. The video was only two minutes long. On my, I saw myself looking into the camera. I looked a little bit older, but not by much. My hair had grown out a little, and whatever it was, and and what, when it, and wherever I was looked expensive. You're probably asking yourself why you would tell anyone about him, especially after what happened to Jason. You don't have a choice, really. That's the thing about the what if man. He knows. He chose me. He chose you to tell everyone about him. He'll do the rest because it's addicting. 
It's knowing that he is out there ready to tell us anything we could possibly imagine. He will never lie. He will never manipulate the truth in any way. He knows already how many questions we can ask. Some people get lucky and they can ask plenty, but it's different for everyone. For Jason, it was only one. Get it? It was only one. If he, even if he had asked, what if I asked you how many questions I could ask without permanent damage, it already would have been too many. And deep down, no matter what else we ask him, what we really want to know is what we are most terrified to find out. What we want to know is how many questions we can ask before we lose our minds. I watched his future me held up a single piece of paper with a number written on it, and I knew the deal was done. My phone rang as the second video ended. It was Jason. Hey man, you seem kind of weird today. How about I come by later tonight and we play some games, he offered. I have a better idea. I'll come to your place instead, I said. I'll be there around 11.30 tonight. I've got a new game for you. Yeesh. I, I got new Christmas. It only took one question for him to go insane. Some, we, something like something. that. Something. I mean, he either so that's the kick, goes that's, insane or maybe he saw himself so die. or part one right. of this, it's like for every question you There's ask, a consequence. There is a consequence and it's generally your sanity. Well, and, and he does say for some people, they can ask a ton of questions and it's be how fine. how strong you are mentally. But some um, people, dwelling even just one can be too many. So even if you ask the question, well, how can he, how many questions? What if I asked you how many questions I can ask before I go crazy? He, for some people, that was. And then you got the Jason question. in there or whatever the buddy that found it, and he's like, "I got a new game." Like oh, he's that's kind of going to introduce him to the what that's if. That's kind of crazy. It's almost like he can't help himself because if you remember in the first story, it's like a Yoda. The guy great, finds him online, Spider-Man with great, and he power says, great "You know, get rid of everything after I give you this information." delete all interaction with me yeah you know and and you know and then he Enon says i'm getting ready to delete this account um so i think that even later in life when he's a little bit older he's still being compelled to, to tell, tell people. people about the what if man so yeah i thought it was creepy so like I had they some, never yeah. tell you what happened to jason like why did the eclipse trigger this like why did they maybe because what it was man, dark at noon and it was only maybe comes around every, every 99, 99 years like and he refresher. said the what if man is back so it's almost like the eclipse brought him back into our reality or yeah or he kind of, it kind of fades off into memory just yeah. like historical memory like people just kind of forgot mm -hmm. or forget mm -hmm. and then at the next eclipse Somebody yep. sees him yep. and it comes back. And so the what if man picked Enon. Enon didn't have a, a choice. It just picked he him. He just now, he was picked. And it was his friend Amy or whoever. That covered his covered eyes. Covered his eyes and it was like however long. Right. Like it's a he, great story. It's a good story. It's a good story, yeah. I absolutely. figured it was a great follow up for how the what if man even came Back, back to fruition and why Enon was the one that knew so much about him. Yeah, so if you're if you're willing to go stand in your doorway no, at thank 1159 you. Nope. at midnight. I'm not willing. No. I like my brain the way it is. It's yeah. already a little too crazy. It doesn't need any help. <laughs> All good. Great story, honey. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Check us out. Like I said, I post the pictures. If there's any pictures or anything like that from the Castro Files, out to the Castro Files Instagram. Yep. Of course, hit the like and subscribe on your way out. Share, share, share. And share the story. Sharing is caring. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thanks Bye, guys. so much. Have a great Cheers. week. Cheers.